This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, and even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 885. Brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Not you, but you. Me? You. Oh, hi. Maybe I'm a scoundrel, baby. Maybe I'm a stranger in your bed. Maybe I can hold my heartache down with a cigarette in my hand Maybe I'm a drunken sailor, a 
My name is Connor Kilpatrick. Hey, this is my co-host Josh Flanagan. He survived. I did. People have been sending me messages all week. <laughs> I may have I may have overplayed. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Josh, I hope you're doing okay. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I just said you were going through it. I said you were having a tough time at the moment we were recording, which was true. It's true. And it's funny, it's like so I had a colonoscopy. Yeah. Like and which was fine, but the the day before is fucking awful. And we were and, recording that night. And what yeah. was funny was leading up to it the whole time you were like, No, no, it'll be fine. I'll be able to do it. And I was like, You're not gonna be able to do it to show Josh. You're like, No, 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 I'll be fine. And then the morning the halfway through the day, you were like, I'm not gonna be able to do the show. I was like, I know, I know you're not. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it started with the fact that, like, I didn't read my books, and I was like, well, I'm not working today, so I don't have anything to do. I'll read my books. And I was like, I can't seem to do this part. No, can't so, focus on that. Yeah. No. It was fine. You're, you know, this is a good public service announcement. If you're a man listening to the show in his- Or women. It's 40s, both. That's true. That's true. But men tend to not do it yeah, uh, in, their, in the your 40s and 50s, and you're eligible to go get a colonoscopy. I did mm-hmm. mine a couple months ago. Josh did his. We talked about it a lot. I thought it was very healthy. Yeah. We had, in we every had a whole sense. Slack discussion for about four days about it. It's still going. Oh, boy. It's you, been going you, on for months. Do you miss the nap? I, you know what? I thought that you guys had oversold it. <laughs> and then I got there and I was talking to the nurse. I was like, my friends say that the nap is pretty fantastic. She goes, oh, it's the best. <laughs> and I was like, it can't, I mean, sure. Because I, I have been under anesthesia before and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. but not the propofol <laughs> like like i saw the point that they were like okay we're gonna i was like oh they're gonna put me to where am i like it was like <laughs> that man like, <laughs> and then, for whatever reason i don't know if this is it but for the rest of the day i was cloud nine like I, the lady like i was talking to all the nurses mm-hmm. i was like oh man well, you got kids how's that go? oh yeah <laughs> everyone i like your shoes i yeah, I think they, I think they used to that because I, I was very similar. I kept trying to talk to everybody when they as soon as they brought me back. Really, and they, and they were just like I was, and they were just like, "Okay, we're busy." It's like, uh, uh. if you look, if you were to take my phone and look at my text messages <laughs> for the latter half of that day, I was sending everybody just books like people <laughs> I haven't talked to in years. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to reach out and connect, man. That's awesome. Well, here we are. I'm glad you went through it. And everyone should do it. Uh, Seven good years. For your, good for your health. So Josh is back. He's fine. I'm totally I, fine. I, I would assume that people in the, who are patrons would have known you were fine because then you were on the hangout like 48 hours later. But yeah. Anyway. Hey. This I is appreciate I the concern. I, I yeah. do. But. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week episode 885. We didn't even get to that part. We didn't even make it two lines into the script. Well, we had material. I mean, our lives. Every week, one of us picks the book they like the best and from their stack of comics. We call it the pick of the week. We're going to talk about that book and other books from the week and the patron pick. Hopefully, listener mail. And here's your spoiler warning. Exercise some caution this week. Josh had the pick after his procedure. Pick of the week was She-Hulk number 177 by iPhone Boy favorite, Rainbow Roll, art by Andre Genolet, color by D. Cuniff. And letters by who else? Big Joey C. I've been um, seeing D. Conniff a lot more lately. Yes, I mean D's been around a while, but I've been seeing the name a lot more, and a lot of books are talking about. Um, yeah, I, I not 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 an awesome week of comics. Um, I no, and, and I say it wasn't. 
it it wasn't bad. There's a couple of stinkers, but you know, it just you know comics were fine. It, which is because which stood out because I mean this was going on for a while, but we've had a pretty good run. It's the last month yeah. or so. I feel like a lot of good stuff happened there. And I last and I, month I did, every week we were like, oh, this is great, and then yeah, we finally yep. hit it. Yep. So, I mean, I I bring it back to just like the like I read through the book and I enjoyed it. And then, you know, but I was just in it, you know, I was just reading and then I got to the last page uh, and the, you know, the thing that happens on the last page. And I was like, that is, this book is great. That was my thought. Like, mm-hmm. like I wanted to like, I wanted to send Rainbow an email. Now we're not <laughs> friends. I just interviewed her once, but I wanted to be like, this is just great. You need to know this, which <laughs> you know, you know would have been nice. This is the first time it's been the pick of the week this year. And it got, it got a couple last year. Well, it might be more than a couple actually, I think, but. It's just really good. It's and it doesn't mean like a flashy thing's gonna always happen that really catches no. your eye or a big shocking moment, but it's just really solid characterization. She she finds interesting and frustrating positions to put Jennifer into. And she's got a stable of really strong artists who, who handle what is essentially a romance superhero comic really, really well and keep the action dynamic even though it's mostly just people talking to each other well so i what i was gonna say i think that this is an extremely strong character drama like i care what happens to these people and as i was just flipping through this trying to figure out what i was going to talk about because that's how we roll around here (laughs) um i gotta say if you took the letters out of it and you gave me no context for this this is the most boring comic book i've ever seen Literally shot after shot of people talking in the exact same place and not moving. But the fact is, everything works if you do it okay. Mm-hmm. Even the ra- breaking the rules and doing the wrong thing, because I would tell you, you know, 99 times out of 100, if your book is literally just people in street clothes talking, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a successful comic book. But I did not see it. I did not notice it. I followed it just as if I was watching a TV show or whatever. And I think that's what's really interesting about Andre Genelet, um, is the facial acting and the posture and everything says a ton. And I think a lot of the work here isn't being done with composition and design and splash pages, but little things like posture mm-hmm. and and uh, uh facial expressions <clears throat> and you know they're working hand in hand with the dialogue and with the pacing and it's very um it's very claustrophobic a lot of mm-hmm. this especially the second half of the book like you are just in on these two characters this will they or won't they kind of thing and i i think um i really thought that she would yeah, I think that's part of the brilliance of this issue is that we've we've been edging into this love triangle between Jennifer, Jack of Hearts, and this new guy. Oh, he's got a name. He is the scoundrel. scoundrel. Or scoundrel, I don't think the scoundrel. Well, scoundrel's yeah. his, his villain name. Right. And uh, you know, you, when you're in a, when you're in serialized storytelling, you have to put your characters through a, a, a ringer of mm-hmm. emotions and you know, if she had, I wouldn't have been mad at her because no. Jack's been distant, and he keeps disappearing for long stretches. Doesn't tell her what he's doing, and and it's every time she needs him, he's stuff. gone. Yeah, and in the in the grand tradition of serialized storytelling, like if this was real life, I'd be mad at her. But I'm right. not. This is a. I'm, I'm, I know what the deal is here. We're on. We're watching a story, and so if she had succumbed to the you know not inconsiderable charms of the scoundrel, I wouldn't have been mad. 
But but she also, doesn't. She tosses him through a wall. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I don't think that she. Um, I I don't think that like he charmed her necessarily as like they have some sort of connection. They have and chemistry. They both know it, and it's a thing. But what he does wrong is wear those shoes on the very last page. And I thought, mm. well, look at him. Of course, he's an asshole. Look it's at loafers. those tasseled loafers. That's well. not. It's not. It's not my style. Is what I'm saying. It's not your I, style for sure. But no. he's, is, is he from Spain? I don't know. He could be. If, in, if, if I guess if he's European, then it's fine. He gives off Euro, Euro, Euro vibes. I can, but, I can get that. I don't. I don't read. I, I tend to not read the characters with much of an accent if they write it. Either way, the the only the thing is, uh, uh, is that she's and we are equivocating as we well. He's just he's just stealing stuff. You know, rich people stuff that's going to other people, and who really cares? And then. The the last the sort of last page you you find out well he's stealing bomb parts and so that ambiguity firms right. up a little bit he's stealing and, the parts but he's not setting off the bomb he's just right. taking a job and it's like well and then and then it gets to the point where he's like why would you help somebody blow up Manhattan and he's like why do I care and I was like well that's it and she made the right she made the obvious yeah. right choice there and to be fair uh, that that coming out of him then like was a little I was like really you're gonna make that like because he went hard evil like i feel like if nothing else he's not that stupid to say it i don't know if he went hard evil i mean it's an evil act but he's just kind of like what do i care i hate new york um yeah, but you're making it possible for somebody to kill however many millions of people so yeah but he's, clearly, he's clearly a sociopath i mean i don't know it's just, yes it was more it seems to, it seems to me so over the top that it was almost silly like eh, i don't care <laughs> i live in i live in europe you noticed that uh that She-Hulk here is wearing a hardcore Chivroy outfit in this. Well, just a just a pantsuit, Josh. Yeah, That's what but women it's, in the business wear. No, but it's it's like it's baggy in places, and it's sort of it, it's chic. I could see like close your eyes for a second, you can see Shiv wearing that. Sure, I liked the, the opening with the Fantastic Four. I, I think they're you know she she was once a member, and it says yeah. here like she says the Fantastic Four, the team des- Jen desperately wants to uh, membership. What is it? Like to join. It's like, well, she wasn't. But yeah. Well, you know, when you're out and you come back in or whatever. I like the tea. I like them in the, you know, sort of her family too, that she goes to for help. And yeah. she's, Ben's been in and out of this book the whole time anyway. And look he's at part the, of her fight club. I like look that. Look at this ridiculous tiny conference room they're in. You have two giant people. It's true. It's the smallest. <laughs> it's really small. Yeah. And, these and are I always the like the, the, the stuff with the law firm. I like the Android. I like the jokes mm-hmm. on the chalkboard. I like all that stuff. I, I actually really like that Fantastic Four scene because she's off. And somewhere between the dialogue and, you know, her face and, like, you can you can tell she's off. And took it back. mad and, and, and they don't treat her quite fairly, but everything seems a little worse. She's very mean to her boss. She was. That was a little <laughs> yeah. over the top. Yeah. Um, but it all sort of makes sense. She's she's having one of those days, and now the thing that was giving her any sort of joy, which was a guilty joy too, which sort of explains sort of her whole oh yeah uh, for uh, sure. her whole thing. Oh, in the next cover, she's wearing what seemed to be Christian Louboutin shoes. So she she liked the attention. She liked yes. the excitement of this new handsome guy flirting with her. Mm-hmm. Even if she did feel guilty about it, she liked it. And, sure. And now she's. And that leads her to be probably more angry than than she would normally yeah. in the situation. So it's just, it's just a book that's full of really interesting human relationships. And uh-huh. we have recently been talking about how 
comics have been over over indexing on talking and, and less on action. But this is mm-hmm. a book that's okay because that's the whole point of the book. But then it's it's doing it well. Yeah. You can break the rule all you want if it's compelling. And they did, so who cares? Uh, it was very good. Mm-hmm. It was this was one of the like I, you said earlier, like I <sighs> Yeah, I think this was a this was like a middling week. It was like there was some okay books and there was yeah. some not okay books, but uh, She Hulk was one of the one of the better ones. And I also really enjoyed the Amazing Spider Man nine hundred and twenty two. It probably would have been my pick, but I didn't have to make it, so I didn't really make a choice. I it was there. Look it at that there. cover. Look at that Doc Ock. It, He's so I, happy. So I mean, the thing about this is is that this is like. A perfect combination of classic roots Spider-Man. We're talking, mm-hmm. you know, Ramita Senior, you know, 70s, just sort of silly and crazy and throwing it at it with all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is Dr. Octopus. This is not postmodern Dr. Octopus. This is not, you know, him trying to figure out if he's a hero or not. Right. He's an angry, mad scientist, and he's evil and vengeful. And he's he's a real threat, even though he looks ridiculous. Um, however, I will tell you that this contained my favorite, I think, page of the week, and certainly my favorite three panels. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really. I wasn't around for the Doctor Octopus arms and J. Jonah Jameson uh, relationship that that took place. I wasn't either, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, I, they kind of explained it, and I was like, all right, he had the arms for a little while, and then they <laughs> treated it like a dog, and then kind of treated it like a lady yeah. uh, a little bit as he brought he brought the the doc, uh, Dr. Octopus's first-generation arms uh, were somewhat sentient, as octopus arms all have uh, little brains in them, I guess. Um, and there's, there's a thing here. He's like, why are you acting like it's a family pet? And he's like, well, they came over. I tried to chase them off at first, but... Maybe I started looking forward to them coming around, <laughs> curling up on the bed, keeping my feet warm. Warm. Big Joey C, by the way, lettered the crap out of this, out of that scene there. Um, you know, the, the scene that on the next page, which has uh, Norman Osborn, like, mad scientisting on the arms and mm-hmm. like, talking to himself and kind of a crazy look on his eye and the light coming up from underneath. And, uh, you know, it was just all big, silly melodrama. I really like the new design of his new arms that all detach into sort of semi-sentient, or not semi-sentient, little octopuses of their own, or mm-hmm. octopi. Yeah. But they come back together into his arms. It looks like octopus arms. It looks like the suckers, right? Yeah. All the, all the eyes. Oh, I didn't notice that. Look part, like yeah. the, you know, octopus arms. I, I, thought, I thought the design's really cool. I like the way the arms work. Um, I just think, you know... Dr. Octopus is such a great, silly, but awesome villain for mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, he does have, he does really toe that line between, like, it's ridiculous. He's he's a step removed from Stiltman, but when he shows up, he really is a, a threat and a menace, as it were. Um, and I like, he's formidable. Yeah, and the fact is, he and Peter and Norman all have history, so... Mm-hmm. At the end here, when all three of them are in a sort of a big brawl, it, there's more at stake here than just a regular thing because they, you know, and it, all is, been... it is so like hardcore soap opera that Norman Osborn was once the greatest villain and is now the greatest ally, you know, and we mm-hmm. just accept it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a real world thing that would happen. No. Like, he was as far and, you know, and also like he's not, it's not even like a mind wipe thing. He's the same guy. You know, like he's like, yeah, I did that. Peter's well, he like, had it's the cool, whole man. 
he went through that whole senator yeah. situation. You know, where he, it's a good explanation for it or whatever, but it, you know, like it, it, I mean, good. That's an air, but who cares? Comic books. Right. Um, I really <laughs> I forgot that there's like Craven's there for like two pages and, 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 uh, Octopus fucked him up. Well, he's got a, he's got a movie coming out. He'll just keep yeah. popping up. I love, I really liked, and I'm continuing liking this Ed McGinnis art because, yeah. you know, he used to be known for super blocky, super bulky, you know, st- roid rage guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he draws his Spider-Man and Spider-Man has muscles, but he's lean. Yeah. And he still does a lot of the Spider-Man pose stuff. And I just think it's an interesting look where it's he's, he's very believably powerful and strong, but also still not quite McFarlane level of, you know, this- of leg work, but still mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty good looking stuff. There's elements of Otley still in this that I'm kind of seeing. Of the suit, yeah. No, just just. I the mean, the way, way that Josh Spider Man. I mean, yeah, and 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 not in a bad way. Actually, I just like it as a if because it's Ed McGinnis. It's like a there's an evolution there. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So it's got that Otley thing, but it's also got you know like, like Neil Adams type uh, uh, panel uh, compositions, and there's there's a lot of like classic stuff like breaking the the borders and mm-hmm. and, and and that you know foreshortening and coming towards us all that that um sort of kirby stuff and then low angles and everything and then mark farmer is inking this mark farmer um had you know uh, sort of uh, alan davis's inker forever i don't he must be he's, oh, yeah. he can't be he can't be a young man anymore i think he's great. Years old. Yeah, like he's look great. at it there's an inker on this and it shows it's so good it gives it that feel <laughs> it has a texture that non-inked art doesn't have it's just yep. it's just it's just the case there's no way around it it looks better with the inker well, it looks like classic Marvel comics with the yeah. cross hatching and the lines and yeah. like the stuff that when I was a kid blew me away the most was, you know, you'd look at the drawing and that's drawing cool. And then you, that drawing's cool. And then you would sort of zoom in and you'd see all the lines and how they made the textures with it. And I just, those just little hash marks on stuff, you know, that, that, that fill a drawing out have always uh, just, I've loved them. And, and I do here. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it a lot, but if you follow Mark Morales' Instagram, he posts a lot of inking videos, and you can see him adding those textures that aren't mm-hmm. on, aren't in the pencils to the to the art, and you can see what he's bringing to the table. When he does I wonder. That. I wonder if these two old timers are doing this analog. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't. I cannot tell. I I don't There's think no it tell. is. I don't think it is. That's yeah. just my instinct. I can't really put a finger on why but uh did you look at the letters page in this one no so the very last letter uh there's a guy and he 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 proposes to his girlfriend okay uh derek from queens um they don't put his address uh <laughs> and, and nick Lowe of astoria queens who lived down the street from me he moved in there while i was there um i had a burger with him once and then we never got together again must have been me. Anyway, yeah, uh, there's probably. this picture, and the girl, the, these people look like they're about 19, and she is gifting him a copy of, she had given him a copy of Amazing Fantasy number 15. Whoa. And I, I, and I, I kept zooming in trying to see what the rating is on it, because if that <laughs> is above five. That's an expensive gift. Yeah, that's like a, like at least five figures. Jesus. And if it's above that, it's a ton. So who knows who's paying for that? It looks like it's in good shape. It does. It does. And it looks like a high number. And that's not like a, anyway. None and of he's wearing a shirt of it. Yeah, Mark no. Farmer is 66 years old. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. He's probably pushing 70. I forgot. He was also the anchor on JLA with uh, Power Porter. He's great. 
Yeah, great anchor. I, 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 the, the thing is this, it's not even that people don't put inkers on books anymore, but the great inkers are aging out and they're not being replaced. Well, there's no one, you know, it's like, the, it's yeah. when there's you don't, no, there's no don't new train inkers. any new inkers because there's no need for that anymore. There's no so, new inkers. Yeah. It's gonna, it's literally going to go away and people are still going, they're like, oh, we still ink digitally or whatever. It's like, it doesn't look like that. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. What to make of Action Comics 1056? Well, let's take this in pieces. Yeah. Uh, First story, Ex Machina, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Rafa Sandoval and Max Rayner. I um, I really like this story because it's ridiculous. The story is good. I I thought the execution was not of this particular story. I thought it was a mess from an art standpoint. I like Rafa Sandoval a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was like a, it was a series of double page spreads. The action was muddled. There was way too many characters, way too many a- things happening on the pages. I had a hard time following it. Um, I just there's just there was so much going on. I kept losing the plot. I was like, hey, who got ripped in half here? There's there's Superman. There's Cyborg Superman. They're, they're all you know they look similar when they're all shadowy. Like it was very confusing. And I thought it was. I, I just thought this was, this issue was emblematic of the problems of this book, which is just way too mm-hmm. much, too much, too much, too much. I I I don't think that you're wrong. I think that everything you say is true, but I still I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it for that bombast. Like it was to me, there was there was too much happening, but it's called action comics. Superman can be can be depicted as boring. Uh and this is just and I also like the the this you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of sort of of an episode of the animated series mm-hmm. because um, one thing that show did really well was it it human. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like I've never had these thoughts, but now as I'm saying it, uh, mm-hmm. it humanized the villains on oh, that yeah, show sure. really well, yeah. better than most of the comics do. Yep. And and the way that we had Metallo go through this, and then the thing with his sister, and and you know how how Hank Henshaw shows up and he's so much worse than them. And then the 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 epilogue, the cap on the end of it, you know, was really sweet, melodramatic to be sure, but you know, uh, it worked for me. I think in that way, it reminded me of it of an episode of uh, Superman the Animated Series, my favorite of the animated series, is, is, is um, easily. There's a good case to make it the best one, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just it was just too much. There's just it's it's yeah. it's when you have to cram in at this point. You know, you're adding in Metallo and his sister and Eradicator and Cyborg Superman and all, and the 15 people in the Super Family into 20 pages. I mean, it's just there's. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at this double page spread, it's got uh, oh. two, four, six, eight, tw- like 14 panels, and there's like 10 characters. It's just there's a lot going Tell on. Tell you what, though, really hard to follow. I like that they're not trying to cram in a story about it, all those people standing there. So at least if they're there, they shut <coughs> up, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't want them to stay, but if you're going to at least keep things moving, so I don't have to watch them walk around a kitchen and talk about, it's just tough. Like this in the old days, I know mm-hmm. it's not the old days anymore, but it would have been a double this action comics would have been an oversized comic, mm-hmm. which it is. It's got Cause it's got backups, but those backup pages would have helped, you know, uh, give more bre- breathing room to this story, um, which is tough. How do you feel about the, the middle story? Dan Jurgens, Lee Weeks. And and in from the cold, Elizabeth Brightweiser, and apparently she's got a long history of working with Lee Weeks. So I guess he got yeah, her in she's there. Been, I think she's been coloring the whole story. Yeah, um, I was more into it in the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. Once the turn happened with that villain, I got less interested. Um, I've just been waiting for Clark to save the day, which is he's coming to do now. But um, Did, I'm mostly I, reading it for the art at this point. I am too. And yeah. and I think that's, you know, but I'm also like Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens is going to get a pass from me. I'm never going to come along and be like, Dan Jurgens fucked this up. I'm like, all right, whatever. You can do what you want. You've earned it. He still writes this, great comics. Yes. We've, we've been enjoying his work. It's just that this particular one yep. wasn't as interesting once it got further along. I really like um, that as this kept going on, I feel like Lee Weeks was getting further and further off model of what we thought Superman was going to look like. And then sort of by the middle ending part of it, I was like, this just looks like a like a tough guy from the 50s. And I loved it. Like yeah, it it's was, interesting because I don't even know what Superman this is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't care. Well, because at one point, Jurgens and 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 Lee Weeks were doing a, a book featuring these characters, but it wasn't the Superman from the the first story. It was the other mm-hmm. Superman from the other other world. So he's older. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's this guy or if th- this is the other. Like it's just because remember that one point they merged him into one. They took yeah. all the different Superman, they merged him into one character, and you know, Cosmic Wacky Button got pushed, and Grant Morrison Superman got merged with this guy. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if this is post merge or pre merge or what. So it may. And maybe this is the older pre-merged Superman, I, and which I is why he looks that way. Do feel like this is the older one when they first arrived in this world, mm-hmm. and they're aware that they're from a different world before the merge. That's I think that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I mean, it may not be people may be, you know, emailing us right now, but it just that's what it, that's how it feels. It feels like a different mm-hmm. Superman, from, you know, from. The pre fifty two version mm-hmm. that got through, whatever happened, I blocked all this all that out. I, I just I I you know at some point I became a, a Lee Weeks uh, fanboy. He's great. He's always been great. so good. Yeah. Um. And then there was a third story. I skipped it. And I didn't even. Read yes, it. I'm not reading it. It is. Uh, it is not ready for primetime art. There is a panel in here which is one of the worst panels I have seen in like mainstream comics in a while, which is saying something. Um, uh, Mr. Terrific and, and John Henry Irons get in a fight and it's on page uh, uh, 30 of the digital reader. It's the third page of the story. Yeah. Uh, Like, like it doesn't make any sense anatomically. Yeah. And I get that you've got to, the the people who are coming up have to start somewhere and have to learn somewhere, but it's tough when they're in, Action comics. It's it's in action comics. This is the big leagues. No matter what, this is not training. Also, from I read like the first three pages, and I was like, "Why is Mister Terrific acting like this? (laughs) Why are they fighting? None of this tracks." Right. Like these these two guys. I'm not saying they're going to be buddies just because they happen to be black superheroes or whatever, but I'm feeling like there's an understanding. I think they're buddies because they're both incredibly genius. That too. There's all sorts of reasons for them to get along in the world. They have a lot in common and not the kind of a lot in common that makes them not like each other. Right. But the kind that would make them like each other. Yeah. I I read part one. This is part three. I think I, I think I skimmed two and I just was like, nope. And then I just skipped part three. Yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 not that (coughs) third story. They just let it rip on anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. For me, like when there's extra stories, I'm not in it for the extra stories. I'm in it for the main story. And the extra stories are like bonus. If it's good, great. If it's not, I just right. skip it. I don't feel like I'm By the way, if there's out. anything more Golden Age Axe comics than a great story, an okay story, and a terrible story, <laughs> That's it's true. that. Because that was like we got we got 10 pages to fill We need in. a couple of one-pages, What do you want to put though? there? 
who cares? You know, just like you got to fill the pages. It doesn't matter if it's any good. I remember, I remember they used to do, this might have been in Detective Comics or Batman, but they used to do, uh, it was in the Bronze Age, they do one page Commissioner Gordon mysteries. Oh, that's so good. Where he would, <laughs> he would solve a mystery in one page. It I was love it. Awesome. Anyway, I, I love it. There's no way they were good, but they were great. <laughs> there was a bunch of Batman comics this week, including Tom King and Mitch Garrett's continuing on Batman, the Brave and the Bold, re- reimagining the first issue of Batman. But my favorite Batman comic this week was Batman, the Adventures Continue, which I keep calling the Adventure Continues, but it's not that. That's the Adventures Williams. Continue. Season three, issue six, they've been doing these continuations of Batman, the animated series. And this has got a Doc Shaner cover drawn in the animated style, which is pretty cool. Hey, now. And uh, these are great. This is Alan Burnett, Paul Dini writing, Ty Templeton drawing. These guys have been doing these characters in this way for 30 years. I'm glad Ty Templeton's still getting work. Monica Plus, you got Q- a Kubert in there. Monica Kubert's on colors. I don't know if she's or how, how she's related. I, but I bet she is. I'm sure she is, but maybe I don't know who she is, but that's cool. And uh, this is great. This is uh, a start of a new arc where uh, after the, the, the events of the last arc, Crime seems to be way down in Gotham, so Tim convinces Bruce to go on vacation, so they go to one of the, the Caribbean resorts that Bruce's company owns, and it's just them and a bunch of models because they're all trying to catch Bruce's eye. This is a very classic. And then turns out Tali is there, and turns out that Raz Agul is his ship is docked off the off the coast and he wants to talk, and Raz is dying. He's he's gone one too many times to the Lazarus Pit well, and he's he's aging rapidly, and and then then Bruce and Talia sleep together. Like it's just really very classic Batman. And there's a subplot with Catwoman running away from somebody, and she's really badly injured. She runs to Harley and Poison Ivy's house, but just felt super fun. I just you know we talked about the animated stuff earlier with Superman. I just love this world. Ty Templeton is such a great artist. He really captures that feel without making it look stiff. And I can hear all these voices in my head, all these actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- just really fun. Batman is so it's mired in so much baggage these days, and it seems to be the stuff that's happening outside the main continuity is the best. And this, I just really thought it was great. It was just, it was just like, oh yeah, this is a Bruce Wayne that still knows how to have a good time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. isn't so emotionally crippled that he can't go <laughs> have a drink at a resort with Talia, mm-hmm. you know, and flirt with her like this was fun i just really liked it um, um I'm, I'm really glad these guys are still trucking along with this book as a follow-up mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen this before i believe there are no monica cuberts on the internet interesting yeah there's a katie Hubert, obviously she's third generation uh did that other book uh but i found nothing but i didn't try that hard and i'm in the middle of doing a show yeah i mean you can't really put together a full murder board because you're in the middle of recording you think? <laughs> well, my it was easy when it was three of us. Otherwise. When it was three of us, you know, you and Ron could be talking about something, and I could just go over here for a minute. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Ron was thirty percent with us at most at any given time. <laughs> That's true. He you could typing. hear him just typing constantly, which drove us insane. <laughs> I don't know that it affected his performance. I didn't feel like he wasn't there, but we could hear that he wasn't there. And that was it. I don't know what the hell to make a green arrow. I literally 
went back to the first page because I was like, this can't be Josh Williamson. <laughs> this was a terrible book. Sean Isaacs, whose art is really strong, but I just don't know what the point of this book is. I don't know like, who any of these people are. I, I Listen, I'm not the world's biggest Connor Hawk fan, but I feel like that's wrong. I feel like it's all wrong. I don't know who this girl is. It's Dawn of DC was, you know, it seemed like it was sort of like a let's sort of reset some of these people. I'm not saying as a reboot or anything, but like let's sort of get back to basics. That may or may not be well, been their point, but that's what it felt like. And this felt like um, we're just the opposite of that. And I don't necessarily mind taking a character like Green Arrow and putting him in a sci-fi setting. That's what was, what was nope. kind of interesting in the first issue was he was sort of lost in time in the future. But as we've gone with each issue, it doesn't it's not coalescing into any kind of story that is compelling at the least. We have peace fucking peacemaker and peace wrecker, is that her name or whatever it is? His sidekick fighting with uh Dinah and Roy and it's just for no reason I can figure out other than something to do with Amanda Waller and in the future Oliver and Connor reunite, and then his. I think is that his other daughter. Is that who she is? I don't know. I don't know. And then they leave her superhero show. Up. I don't. I did like the the reveal is that like they're not allowed to be together. The world is going to end, or whatever it is. Connor Hawk was the coolest looking character, and he's not. He looked so cool. For the yeah. longest time, and now I don't know. There's the bunch of dialogue that shows up around the time that they drop into the Legion era and see, you know, Connor. It, it just, it just didn't work. I was like, it didn't sound like Oliver to me talking. You had a, a page where uh, you, you do the page turn and and Oliver hugs his son or whatever, and mm. I was just like, this is completely unearned. I, I felt nothing, and and this is me. This is yeah. a man who drops at fatherhood love at the drop of a hat. I nope, like yeah. it gets nothing. You. I it, it but this didn't work. And I yeah, and I no, I, I don't I understand this. what the point of this is. And I think Josh Williamson is doing some really interesting work overall. Yeah, no, but he's money. He's a super. He's a DC superheroes. Yeah, master. And and I I don't know what's going on here. I, I, I wish Tom don't Taylor had, had taken this this book because mm-hmm. his Green Arrow is right. So what's weird, right. though, is that, like, at the same time, like, we have a pretty solid Hal Jordan Green Lantern book. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even, I almost don't care how good it is because it's Hal Jordan. I mean, I care, but, like, you know, it's good enough. It's fun to watch this character again. That Roots thing that you were talking about, it's like, oh, I recognize this guy. Right. And I don't, I don't recognize this, but not even that, like, it's not giving me anything. Do people like Peacemaker? Or are we just. Like the show. <clears throat> okay, but people seem to like the show. They seem to like him in the movie. I didn't like the movie. I didn't watch the show. I don't need him to be in every book, but he's in every book. No, I don't feel like. Also, like, is it? I mean, I get corporate synergy or whatever, but like, is it moving the needle to no, put him of in the books? Not. It isn't. It's not selling no. books. It's not. People don't see Peacemaker like, on the cover and go, "Ooh, I'm going to pick up Green Arrow number three. Like, they're not going to sell books to people who like the show and don't read comics. It's not going to happen. No. So I don't get it. And the big cliffhanger is Parallax is back looking like Hal. I don't know. I this is such Parallax a Parallax was was a bad guy. Yeah. Before 
But was he like he was just normal? Like Parallax he went mad. was Hal Jordan's. That was right. his bad guy name when he turned evil. Right, but, but it wasn't out, like it a was straight later. Right, but it wasn't like a straight up like he became Parallax and became evil. Was it? Did he become well, mad so, <clears throat> when he lost his mind? You know, and killed all the Green Lanterns. Sure. He 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 made this suit uh-huh. with the cape and everything, and then he called started calling himself Parallax. Mm-hmm. And so, he, and then we he find went. out later that there was actually the yellow impurity that made him do that. Yeah, Jeff Johns retconned it, but back yeah. in the nineties, he was just bad uh-huh. because they didn't. They were trying to push Cloud Rainer, and so they had to shuffle Hal off the Buffalo. I like. Where all I like. Come from. I like uh, Kyle Rayner. I liked that era of comics. I I love Ron Mars as a comic book writer and and a rad dude. <laughs> It's terrible, and he's allowed to do it in his book, and since then nobody else is. That's what I think. Anyway, we've we spent it's just, too much time. It's just on a this. weird, weird comic. Like I finished it, and I was like, "What is, what is happening good. here?" It's not good, and I say that like I hate saying it because I, I I I think Josh Williamson's work is perfect for DC superheroes, and I just no feels like work for hire. Why can't this book we go off with with the Night Terrors for two months? Yeah, I don't know. Not gonna be, there's not going to be a lot of DC talk going forward, by the way, once July and August kicks in. <laughs> um, so on a, on, a, on a sort of whim, uh, I picked up Bryn Moore, number one from Dark... I'm sorry, IDW. Um, writer Steve Niles, uh, the uh, artist Damien Worm with assist by Alicia Zerno. Uh, great guy, Taylor Esposito on colors. Um, it is... A horror story because that's what Steve Niles did does. Yep. Uh, however, I, you know, I thought what I thought was I'm gonna check it out for a little bit and keep reading, and I never stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was first of all, as far as I can tell, there was no horror or supernatural of any kind in this book. The very last page features a mysterious door. That's it. Okay. Um, and what you have is this guy. Uh, who was part of an old-timey family on some island community. Could be Martha's Vineyard, could be a place in Maine. I don't know. George Clooney was taking a boat out of there with John C. <coughs> Riley and Mark Wahlberg is what it looks like. Oh, boy. Costa. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Coast Guard says you got to go out. They didn't say I got to come back in. That's chat. Um, I know. Can you... <laughs> Listen, my, pal, my coworker, my coworker lives around there, and he on a call the other day, he mentioned going to a festival in Gloucester, and it just, I just shuddered. Yeah. Just luckily couldn't see me shudder, but I shuddered. I was like, that's Lost where the big that. wave was. So anyway, no, that was off the coast of Newfoundland. It was more I know like what I'm saying the is the boat left Gloucester, went to the big sure. wave. I can't stop thinking about the wave. The Grand Banks, man. Um, Wolfgang Peterson. We were talking yeah, about. Movie. Uh, Solid movie. That's a, well, that's a another natural movie. disaster movie. Terrifying Great stuff. Movie. Also, but really captured the life of, we are on it today, aren't we? <laughs> well, like, not a good week. Living on the fishing boat. Well, anyway, the, the point being like, there's family history and stuff, and people in town don't like him, and then he meets the cute girl who lives next door, mm. and, and you know, it was interesting. It was like just spending time with a guy, going through a thing, you know, it's really basic, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I was like, I would just read this. Hmm. I'm going to read about this guy's adventure going back to this little island town. You know, he's he's building, he bought an old church, and he is, you know, converting it into, like, it's going to be his house. That's that's what he's doing there. And he's a loner, blah, blah, blah. So you were disappointed when the magical doors showed up. I mean, I knew I knew like it's a zombie or whatever on the cover, and that's what Steve Niles mm. does. Right. But I wasn't disappointed because there was much less of it than I expected. So, you know, it was all bonus. I'll I'll, I'll read the your, next one. 
let's test your neuroplasticity. What okay. was the book that brought Steve Niles to prominence? Like oh, 20 years ago. I, I know it is about vampires mm-hmm. in the Arctic or Antarctic. Mm-hmm. And um, Ben Temple Smith was the artist. And there was a movie. I, I, we, were, I don't we reviewed it. it. I think Midnight you and I saw it together. Something. I don't remember what the, the title is. 30 Days was. of Night. 30 Days of Night. I knew Night was in there. It featured the killer premise oh, right. of vampires going to the Arctic where there's no where there's no uh, daytime. I mean, I, I remembered what the book was and who did it, yeah. which is probably better than the title. But yeah. Speaking of titles, I don't. That's a terrible segue. They all have titles. Silver Surfer Ghost Light Number Five, the final issue. I want to just talk about this and mention that series because it was such a strange series. It, the the tone was caught between like almost trying to ape the '60s, but be modern but i liked it the book it was john jennings wrote it valentine uh her valentine delandro was a terrific art was the big that was the big sell for me he, he valentine assume, assume he's male showed up for a couple pages on cyborg and i was like "Ooh, i'd be more into this book if valentine delandro was drawing it but <laughs> it just ended up being this big wacky goofy science sci-fi adventure and at one point they had Silver Surfer do something I've never seen before, which was take his board and use it like a steel chair steel chair in a wrestling match and just whack on this mm-hmm. guy with it. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him like wail on dudes with his, his board before. And it was good. It was a little family adventure that brought a character back from the old days of Marvel. And the tone was strange, but I liked it. I dropped off. That's I think fine. I got I to that. one of the issues and I was like, I don't remember if I read the last <laughs> one. And then... I was like, I'm not super compelled. It was one of those things like I felt like I should read it more than I wanted to read it, and then I that was it. You know the 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 writing. I don't know if you were on the show. I definitely talked about it with Ryan, where it's, at times the writing felt weird. Like the characters, the, the kids were too smart, and the characters were always sort of uh, again like '60s style. The characters were always sort of shouting everything, but um, <laughs> it was fun. It was a different kind of Silver Surfer story where it was. This was more like his buddy, and it wasn't like a big cosmic thing. It was while it was dealing with cosmic threats, it was all sort of happening on land and in America, and it was a very different kind of story. I liked it. Mm-hmm. it I just, I, I like the experiment. I liked it. Yeah, I didn't love yeah. it, but I liked it. That's, that's worth, fine. Worth, that's worth mentioning if you are a Silver Surfer fan. It's a very different kind of story. So. Somehow we went this long talking about books we didn't all you know super love, but that's the way the show goes. This is like the most complaining I've done about a book. About we try not to. That's the whole point of the show is talk about the books we yes. enjoyed, but it, it would have been a short show. There were other books that I didn't like that I left out because I didn't want to talk about it. But I I really did feel like Green Arrow specifically yeah. needed to be called out because I, I mean you and I are looking forward to that, and yeah, it just well, is boggling. Here's the good news, Josh. It's time for the Patreon. Yeah. Break. So those are the books we want to talk about, but at patreon.com slash fanboy, every patron has the ability and the superpower to vote to add a book to the rundown. And this week, the overwhelming favorite was The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos, number one from Dark Horse Comics, written by Tate Bromball, art by Isaac Goodhart, colors by Miguel Muerto, letters by Edita Baker, and a story idea by James Tinney the Fourth. And this is coming from his, I was going to say glass onion, but his tiny onion imprint. That he brought over from Substack to Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. He has several books going under that imprint. Yeah. 
I thought this was a Tinian book, but it wasn't. It's just his story idea. Yeah, and he published it, I guess, more right, or less. Right, but I'm saying I, I just I, I initially thought it was his book. Anyway, uh, I uh, I I did not like this comic. Sam, I am. Uh, yeah, nope. Let's move along. <laughs> it was not good. Not good. Uh, not good. All right. It, do uh, you know? Do you know why it's not good? And if not, let's figure. Well, hold it out. on. So the there's a, there's a kid in high school, and he's an outcast. It's maybe because he wears steampunk goggles to school. Just throwing it out there. Um, and uh, there's strange happenings. He has these strange powers where he can see the sort of hidden truths. He sees the, the formulas. He sees the hidden connections. He can make things better, like VCRs or whatever. But sometimes they blow up. And he's so he's got this strange ability that he can't get a hold of that makes him morose. And then um, his buddy and his crush at school, who do you think he made that jacket? Because I don't think they give varsity jackets to the drama club. But I, I yeah, yeah, that was like a that was like in, in this book, the uh, the jock who is loved is is the, is the big actor. But he looked right. the part of the. I actually don't mind that as a like the twist no, no, on something. I just, I was just in, like, yeah. in this world, it's the thing. Listen, yeah. I've been, it's been well, a long I time mean, since I was in high school. Maybe they do that now, but I assume he played, well. Yeah, no, I mean, I assume they're nicer. I mean, not nicer, but they're mean for different things now. Um, no, they're just mean in general. They're monsters. Yeah, but, no, people. Yeah, and then, so this kid goes out into the woods, and the, our, our protagonist follows him, and turns out he is a werewolf, the, his crush, and a werewolf gets shot by. A, bunch a lot of, of cult members, all white cult are, members. The and this, it seemed like a very heavy-handed metaphor for uh, marginalized communities in today's world. Yes, uh, even so, even what was the name of these white guys exactly? Uh, I don't. I can't find the page where they say what the name is, but something very heavy-handed, like the white, the white knights or something. Okay. Oh, the white yeah. hunters. I was like, Ugh. okay, this is very heavy-handed. Not, so there's well that, done. and then the other side of it is that it's just this kid who's supposed to be a super genius. I don't know. I thought I was like, I don't know. Maybe he's like supposed to be neurodivergent, but I don't think it's that. I think it's like it's it's neurodivergence that is a metaphor for uh, sexuality. I'm not really sure. Um, all there's getting to be quite a bunch of uh, of. Uh, new characters who who are queer in some way and they all kind of look the same Mm -hmm. and i don't know what that's about i feel like that's sort of the opposite of what people should say like not everyone is the same they don't look the same it's not who you think you know you get whatever but like there's an aesthetic here like this kind of it's not super far from superboy's boyfriend right you know, just yeah. kind of this. Uh, I mean, it's called oddly. <laughs> the book is oddly pedestrian. It's odd, but everything in it is completely pedestrian. You don't want to name. You don't want to give any ammunition by naming your book like that. It's like yes. when a movie is called something that you can you can you can uh, any, write about it being anything a bomb. to do with a anything with a bomb. Yeah, right. Um, it just don't give whole... don't give any don't give any ammunition to the to your critics because mm-hmm. it just wasn't. It was very kind of. And the, uh, the 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 Isaac Goodhart art I thought was serviceable. Yes, it I was, didn't like the design of the character. I guess, but the storytelling um, was good. There was some interesting, yep. like uh, fisheye lens stuff when action when action happened. Like the I bits like, okay, where he he goes into the garage and he 
creates the zombie pigeon and all the machinery. That was kind of Jack Kirby in there, a little of that. You know, it goes full Frankenstein at some point. Here's the thing is, is right now, what's the plot? What's the fucking plot of this book? I don't know. Things happen, but I don't know what the story is at all. Yeah. Things happen. And then the, on the last page, it's like some dude from like this 1500 shows up to find the zombie penguin. I was like, I don't know what's happening in this book at all. But, and I don't want to. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, well, that's really the key. Again, do whatever you want, do it badly, or, or do whatever dumb things break all the rules, but make it good. And no. You know what? There's too much going on here. Yes. That's, that's what I'm going to say. I think you take out either the, either the, the white hunters slash werewolf part, or you take out the zombie penguin part or penguin, the zombie pigeon part, but you they, don't do both. They are tr- too trying, many ideas in one they're issue. Trying to say something more than they are trying to tell a story. Right. That's what's going on here. And it's not subtle. It's not well crafted. Yeah. It's very, very, it's handy. not yeah. interesting. It's a jumble, which if done just right, will indicate a feeling, will indicate mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, something, a character that you're trying to get at, but, it, you know, you got to craft it. It doesn't work. It's not, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't like, it, what, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it's It wasn't offensively bad. Like, there was way right. worse art this week. The art was oh, yeah. professional and good. Uh the story wasn't bad. It just was boring. And no, it was no, no, too there much. Was no, there was no story. Right. That's let's, what I mean. Like they, the plot was t- too too jam-packed and it was kind of dull. And it was like, okay, the metaphors here are very obvious. And it was, yeah, I don't know. And and also, because and I, I will do this because it needs to be said, neither of us have any problem with the story about a queer character or people trying to work out their things like that. But a boring metaphor is a boring metaphor. And the story (coughs) is told by a lot of people very well. And so if you're going to, if you need to do it for yourself and that helps and you makes you feel better or whatever, it makes somebody who reads it feel better. But from a, a craft standpoint, it, it wasn't interesting. Like I, I can, I can get, these messages in lots of places and I should, and we all should. It, I'm just looking through good. while you're talking. I was totally, totally listening. And it just, there's so much random things that happen. I think that's my biggest problem is there's no connective tissue to this story. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking at the part where he resurrects the peng, the penguin. <laughs> it's not a penguin. It's a pigeon. He resurrects yes. the pigeon, which I have to admit, I did laugh when he when he talked to the pigeon, became friends with the pigeon, and then the pigeon flew off and immediately got hit by a bus. I did laugh when that happened. They JJ Abram yeah. that pigeon. So anyway, he resurrects the pigeon, as you said, Frankenstein style, like literally Frankenstein style. Mm-hmm. And all these people are sort of standing around his garage, looking at the light through the garage doors, and they're all excited. And they go, "Ah, oh, it's just a damn pigeon." I thought it'd be something cooler. It's like, does he normally do this? Is there a reason why people gathered around his garage? Like, why are they all here? Like. Just random acts of things that don't make any sense are not explained in the story because they just did too much in the first issue. I think that nobody said, what's this story? What's right. A, where are they going to be? Well, the editor should have said that. That's C. their first job. Well, no. I mean, yes, but the writer should have thought of that. And the writer didn't think of that. And yeah, somebody else should have Sometimes the writer's got so much going on in their head, they, haven't, they, they, they lose the 
plot, li- not literally, but like they, there's too much. They want to get it all down. The editor's supposed to go, you're doing too much. Let's let's focus this. What is the not story every, you're trying to no, tell? Not let's every writer has the luxury of having an editor or whatever. If you're a writer, then you should be able to write and those other people are there to help you. But if you come in with a trash fire of a story, then nothing's saving that. Like this isn't this is not a thing that you can give a couple of notes and fix. This needed to be torn down and re- I can't. I'm going to get a letter. <sighs> but I I I mean, nope. I was, I was gonna, like I worked at at uh, getting comics published for a long time and didn't get anywhere. And I'm not saying I'm better or worth it like that. But I was like, well, how come? I just don't understand sometimes. And maybe this person turns into a great writer because people have got to work out their bad pages or whatever. And I genuinely hope that happens. And I genuinely hope that, for example, these criticisms, which oh, seem heavy handed, like are, are taken like, you know, the way they should be. Right. Uh, I am offended by the books and it's, it's, well, I mean, you know why you didn't get published, Josh, because all your comics are about James Garfield. I'm saying, what do we know about Charlie Gateau? Did you know that the first sort of like like one of the first sort of uh, working in-home air conditioning systems mm-hmm. was developed uh, by the Army Corps of Engineers to cool the White House for James Garfield, who lived for a month after he was shot. Yeah. And it was like the summer in swampy D.C. And so they figured out a way to fan him like and have like buckets of ice that brought the cool air in to, to help him. But of course, the wound separated and he died. I'll tell you where there's not a current working air conditioner going. It's this fucking room. All right. Yeah. Ratings two two out of five. One and a half. You sticking with it? No. No. I almost feel like maybe I have to after all that. Like I have to read the second one. You know what? Yes, I am oh. going to read the next one. Benefit of the doubt. Uh, yeah. If there's improvement, if it comes together, I want to give credit. Okay. So I w- I will read the next one. If you remember. Now I'll remember. Sometimes well, if I don't. see it. If I see it, I'll remember. But if I don't see it, I won't remember. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. If you're a patron, every patron vote set a book to the rundown. Hey, and we talked we talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks because we just redid our whole Patreon. But Patreon.com slash iFanboy is the primary way people support the show. Helps us pay our show bills and keeps go keeps you know the lights on, everything going. We do appreciate that. Everyone who directly supports the show, they unlock shows for everybody. They become part of a great community on Discord and Facebook, and they get things like the monthly patron hangout to to enjoy, which we did last weekend. And as we've mentioned before, we now have tier-exclusive merchandise. Depending on your level of support, after three months of supporting us on Patreon, you'll receive a – it could be a Junior Jamoke t-shirt, or it could be a tote bag, or it could be a hoodie. There's also a sticker, a mug, a poster. Plus, at the $5 higher level, you get a patron power and access to the Discord server and the $10 higher level – you get access to an ad-free feed of the show. That's right. You don't want to hear us talking about underwear or mental health? $10 or higher, you get your ad-free feed from the show. And you can find all the details at patreon.com slash ifanboy. We've got a b- bunch of people signed up after we've made the announcement. We thank you for that. If you ever considered signing up, you can do this so now. And any any level, we appreciate all the levels. Uh, so thank you very much. Also, into all the levels. Ifanboy.thirdless.com is our new t-shirt, our t-shirt store. We have a new design. It's a, well, when this show comes out, Pride Month will be over. But as we record, it's still Pride. We've got the Family Pride shirt, and half of all the proceeds from that shirt are going to go to the It Gets Better Project. A bunch of people bought, a bunch of people bought those, and thanks for doing that. We'll be sending the proceeds 
eh, we'll wait a couple months to see if anybody else buys some more. Them up a little. Send the proceeds over. Uh, but we have other shirts in in the works in in design. And uh, so currently there are 13 designs on t-shirts and more at fm.threadless.com. Always look for summer sales from them. They're constantly mm-hmm. doing sales around the holidays. So my guess is there'll be a sale around July 4th. So keep your eyes peeled. fmo.com slash support is our direct donation via PayPal tip jar. That's for all you uh, eccentric billionaires out there. Mm-hmm. You, there's so many more of you since the pandemic, and you're so much richer than you used to be. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like one nerd who hit it with crypto real big and then sold before Absolutely. he lost it. Listen, you may be involved in a Ponzi scheme, but we'll take your crypto Ponzi scheme money in the tip jar. Yeah. Oh, 100%. If I'm at a yeah. slash I mean, Amazon, like, that's where you can we find won't our, wash it. We're our, not going to launder your money. No, we're not going to launder your money. That's not what I'm saying. We definitely did not say that. If there, if there is a legal way to do that and help you, we're cool with that. I watched Ozark and Breaking Bad. I'm still not exactly sure how to do that, but... It just happens. It seems like just it just happens. But right. I'm not sophisticated enough to understand. Fm.com slash Amazon is where you can find our Booksplode links as well as the general shopping link. Bookshop.org is our partner to help local bookstores. Every time you buy a book from those links that you'll find most of the Booksplode shows, you send money directly to local bookstores. I just bought a book and it sent $4 to a local bookstore and I felt happy about that. So um, not everyone in here is happy that more books keep arriving, but... They do. They, they do. do keep coming. After a decade, you should be understanding that. They just keep coming. They do. Like the and, 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 I, and I keep slowing down, and I feel like they're speeding up. <laughs> so thanks to everyone who supports the show in all the ways we just mentioned. Uh, honestly, truly, uh, we thank you. And honestly, truly, you help pay the bills. And honestly, truly, the show would not continue without you. So thank you. And speaking of patrons, every patron at the $5 or higher level gets a superpower live on the show like James. The mysterious and single-named James. Could be anybody. Could be Is my high school best gang? friend, James Kim. Uh, maybe. I figured he I would tell me if that was him. but Yeah. Could be James. Uh, make you famous. Could be James Marsden. You know, Probably maybe. not. Could Probably be. not. But It's unlikely. You never know. There is at least know. one celebrity patron, which we will not name, but it's true. Yeah. But I make sure to tell my wife every time. Do that uh, guy? <laughs> James. <laughs> she, she still doesn't care. 18 James years. Super, never James' listened. superpower is sentient sideburns. You know, like Medusa's power with her hair. She can make it do shit and they can beat people up and grab them and stuff. James can do that, but only with his sideburn hair. Uh-huh. It, gets, it gets long. It stretches out. It can grab like a, a cupcake from across the table, stuff it in his mouth. It can also what, give it a little what, smack. What benefits does that offer over hands and arms? Well, it can stretch way out. It can go okay, long. Okay, so it's it's further and it's extra appendages, Yeah, obviously. it's not just the length of his actual sideburns. It, it's just, mm-hmm. it stretches out. Okay. Does it make that sound? It could. Does he has the option to make it make a sound or not? It has to make the sound. It goes, do a side hit. So, like a Cthulhu kind of thing? Yeah. He can climb. They can climb up a building. Like all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun all stuff. Right. All right. So, James, Good. enjoy your sentient sideburns. Yeah. Thank you very much. What do you think, boss? It's your show. No, nah, nah, we got we to gotta move along. 
Also, just for uh, if you want to write in uh, to us at uh, contact at iFanboy, send us some emails. If you are a person who is out there who has been thinking about writing in for a while, you know, and 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 never got around to it, take a shot. You don't know. Listen, not all of them are going to be winners, but maybe the thing that you think isn't a good question is a great question. I I know there's there's somebody listening to this right now, and you've been thinking about writing in, or you had an idea or not, and you 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 did I say idea? Jesus, I'm turning into an old mainer. Um, you had an idea, <laughs> he had an idea or something over there. Um, just try it out. I mean, like like we are never going to read an email that is bad and then make fun of you. No, for never, sending we've an never email. done that. That's not we've done thing. that one by one's back accident, but well, yeah, but like it was like playful ribbing. Right. We'll or, play for rib you as we, re- as we do each other. I mean, I expect, I would expect This means you're part much. of the club. Yes. If we bust your balls, that means you're part of the club. So give, give it a shot. I want to see, I want to, I would love to see like a little influx of emails uh, from people, I think. Okay. Contact at ifanboy.com, as Josh just mentioned. You can also write it for our Media Blood show. Let's talk about other shows we've got. We have, two weeks ago, we had our Flash, and we had our Spider-Man Across the Spider- Spider-Verse reviews. We got them both out on the same week, consecutive days. We got it We got it done. That's a first. And uh, so they're there. You can go back in the feed and find those. This past week, we just released the Media Explode show, where we talked about the end of Ted Lasso, Barry, Succession, and The Flash, and as well as other things we always start the show with. And that was a fun show. That's right behind this one on the feed. This coming week, Josh, do we have yeah. it? Is it in the can? Uh, no, I'm. It's it's it. It will be. It will be game time. It's supposed to. It's scheduled, but it's going to be the day before it comes out. Oh snap! Yeah. Well, if we have to swap the book explode and talk explode, we can do that. So hmm. we have also in two weeks of book explode. We're going to review. It's lonely. The center of the earth by Zoe Thurgood. We mentioned earlier on the show, or maybe that was you no, know, that wasn't the show. That wasn't before the show. Yeah. Or was it before the show? Oh, Zoe Thurgood. I was like, I wanted, I didn't know why you pulled that name up so quickly, but I get it now. Was that before the show we were talking about that? No. Oh, maybe. I don't remember I don't anymore. Know. It's so hot in this room. Mm. So those shows are coming out in, in some order in the next two weeks. And then in three weeks, we'll be back with them in another Media Explode, which we haven't discussed because we just put the last one out. So once we know the topic, we'll let you know. And we just put one out right before that. Yeah. They just keep coming. And then... Some point after that, it may not be the week, the next week, but maybe the week after. Although no, it won't be because I'll be on vacation. We'll figure it out. Justice League War World, the the next just the next animated original film, the animated brain trust will be discussing that one. We're very excited for it. What's nice about that is that's not my problem. No, not your problem. You can find our library of uh, over thirteen hundred shows. Most of them were my problem. Um, mm. but but there's a there's a there's a bunch that aren't. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Uh those are at the website ifanboy.com and the podcast uh, apps and places and things like that. Follow us uh, at ifanboy.com. And what's wrong with me? I can't speak anymore, and it's really bothering me. Follow us at ifanboycomics.com on Instagram to find out what the pick of the week is before well, the show on. comes. Hold on, it's not ifanboycomics.com. What did I just say? I can't. You said speak follow us at ifanboycomics.com on Instagram. I, that is I not know. the handle. I I know. I'm having. You're having an issue. Maybe just how yeah. long does propofol stick in your system? Are you having a senior moment? Kind of. I've Is had, that your I've first had, senior moment? No, it's I had no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't. You've heard of people have heard it on the show as like I try to say a thing and I can't remember the like my short term memory mm-hmm. is so bad now. Uh, ever since COVID, I've I've been having a real problem pulling out 
uh, words and names and things. It's, I, had a, it's, I, I keep blanking on things I would n- normally know, and I'm hoping that's something that will pass in the next few weeks. That's I don't, a problem. Right. Yeah, no. Oh, I thought you meant, I, you mean when you, I thought you meant since the, then the since the pandemic. No, no, since I had COVID two <laughs> yeah, a yeah, month yeah, ago. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I was in a meeting the other day and I was, I, I was trying to say uh, a term that we use all the time at work and I was just like, uh, it just wouldn't come. Mm-hmm. And just, I just need that to stop. Yeah. This was, a, this was a show. It was a show. I I don't think it was a bad show, but it uh, it was a show. Are you just giving and, up on the script? No, no, no. Uh, okay. iFanboy Comics on Instagram. You find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. And sometimes for the best of the weekend panels, uh, you can follow us individually at CS Kilpatrick on Instagram and J.A. Flanagan on Instagram. I Wait, I, I let you down. I'm going to do the next bit, too. Okay. You can subscribe to YouTube.com slash iFanboy, where you will find all of our old video shows. Uh, and this show we post there every week. And for some reason, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you why, you would rather listen to this show uh, via YouTube. Maybe you've bought it. People do. There. I, I get it. No, I know. I'm just saying I don't understand, but I don't judge. I'm not, I don't condemn, I, I, you know. Uh, uh, but if that's what you want to do, the, the option is there. And it, it seems like many people want to take advantage of that. And God bless them. It's the only way uh, your kids might ever listen, Josh. Uh, consider uh, writing a review or leaving a star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you know, if you want to thumbs up one of the YouTube videos, that's awesome too. <laughs> I will say, I am loath to bring in new listeners at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like somebody's going to come in and go, I don't get this. And I'd be like, I don't blame you. You don't. I don't think you will. <laughs> People come I'm not in, offended. new listeners. I know. I, and I, again, I don't understand. Like, like if someone's like, I'll see my way out, you know, like, you know, like, have you ever walked into a store and like you got in there and you're just like, this is not for me. And the person there knows it. And mm-hmm. it's very like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. You know, that's what I picture. I don't, I don't what understand. Random stores are you walking into? I don't know. It's not recently, you know, but like, I, you know, honestly, I don't like that feeling. So I don't tend to go into random stores or restaurants for that matter, which is a problem. Oh, we're That's done. All. Oh, it's my turn. You're done. Oh, you're done. Yeah. No, we're done. I did it. All I right. Did it. Well, that was fun. That was an experience. Um, now I'm going to need therapy. <laughs> you're definitely going to need to take advantage of yeah. our sponsor services. Um, but look, we'll be back next week with another exciting adventure. And my name is, until then, my name is Connor. And uh, I'm Josh. Go read She-Hulk, man. <laughs> <laughs>